Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Dr. Amankor, and each week we'll bring you an important message on as we explore how to detox toxic relationships. The aim is for you to unlock your own inner knowing, your own inner greatness. And today we're going to explore, should I stay or should I go? We're just going to explore relationships as a whole. And to begin with, we're going to look at love. And I think Rumi is incredible. So we've got a quote from Rumi. Your task is not to seek for love, but merely to seek and find all the barriers within yourself that you have built against it. I love that. And I also wrote a quote today that I'd love to share with you. To know the truth about yourself is to love unconditionally. So today we're going to explore what happens when we've been in a toxic relationship so we can find a way to let the love in again, to allow ourselves to understand who we truly are, to know when to leave, what to learn, and how to recognize healthy relationships that need just more effort to be put in and how to know when to move on from relationships that are not supporting you to become the greatest version of yourself. Now, the first thing I wanted to say is please share this with your friends that might be struggling in a relationship, struggling to get out of a relationship, or even your friends that are maybe being in toxic relationships that want to get into a relationship now. So what is a toxic relationship in essence? If someone doesn't care about your feelings, it isn't a healthy relationship. If someone doesn't care and you feel like you don't matter to them, it isn't a healthy relationship. It's a toxic one. Because relationships and the essence of a relationship is knowing that we matter to someone. We matter to someone. I matter to you. You want my well-being. You want me to be the best that I can be. I matter to someone. So we feel a connection to somebody. The other thing is, if you feel disrespected or if there's violence, and violence can be physical, but also it can be using words, violence through words. If you feel aggression, abuse constantly, you know, it can be like, you know, they taking you for granted that you will always be there no matter how much abuse I throw in your face. Like you're a nobody or you're a nothing. They make you feel like that even for a moment. That is violent, you know, really. You're nothing to me. You you feel that. You know, you feel that in your heart. You feel that in your chest. Like you mean nothing to me. You know, you can feel that. All relationships need to feel like we belong to someone. We feel connected to someone. And we need to look and see that, you know, when we're when we're looking at our relationship, we want to feel like we are connecting to someone. And that's what a healthy relationship is. And healthy relationships also are about space. They give us space to breathe, to connect with other things like with nature, with friends, with exercise. So we feel good 
about ourselves, you know? We feel like we 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 feel good about ourselves. I feel good about me. It's that kind of feeling. And that's really important because the more we can connect with ourselves of what it is that makes us feel good about ourselves, the more we can then connect with a partner because we bring that into the relationship. We bring that feeling of I feel good about myself into the relationship. And that's what makes it spark and, you know, sizzle because it's like you feel good about yourself you feel confident and that's a good feeling that you can bring into the relationship which is a healthy relationship and if you really want to you know be in a relationship we we need to understand that toxic relationships are so um suffocating because they want us only to focus on them and when that happens we lose ourselves and when we lose ourselves we lose the power to put into a relationship. So hence why it can never, ever work. And that's why we need to feel good about ourselves because that's an essence of a healthy relationship. I'm not saying you always have to feel good about yourself, but in essence, you know, the overall vibe in the years that you're with that person is that they make you feel good about you And you have the space to feel good about yourself. The relationship allows you the space to go out into the world, to really find your skills, your talents, and be able to express yourself in lots of different ways. So then you can bring that confidence into that relationship also. So toxic relationships want you to, you know, center your whole life around that one person. You see, healthy relationships state that having one person to be your whole life is not healthy. It's actually not possible because one person can't be our everything. We need to have a group of people that, you know, for, you know, allow us to bring out the best in us in lots of different ways. You know, we need friendships. We need, yeah, like to go for a walk in nature and things like that. It's got to be more than just that one person. So we really need to be clear before we even go into a relationship, what is it that we really want in a relationship? So especially if you've been in a toxic relationship, you want to be really clear. What is it that you need? Why are you having this relationship in the first place? Is it that you don't want to be lonely? You know, what is it that you really want? It's really good to do that reflection on what is it that you want? Because divorce rates are so high you know, and and the reason why I'm bringing divorce into it, you might not want to get married, but it's really key to look at the divorce rates because if we look at divorce rates in the US, they're at 50% and the UK at 41%. If we think then that's the actual people that have actually got divorced, but what about the people that are staying in the relationships for money or finances or for the children or for religion or society or culture? that actually are deeply unhappy. And I experts say that maybe it's probably around 80% that relationships and marital relationships that don't work. So this is really important in toxic relationships to actually acknowledge this for a moment. Because the important part here is that people don't really share what's really going on in their relationships. People don't really talk about the truth about their relationship. 
because of social media as well and because of Disney, you know, the way we've been brought up to believe in, um, you know, you know, forever after, you know, this kind of feeling, there's so much expectation that there's this one person, this relationship is supposed to give us everything. And when it doesn't work out because of the cultural belief system that actually, you know, we're supposed to, if, if it isn't forever, that means it was a failure, you know, because, you know, that's the way culturally we're, we're brought up and, and, you know, we can see that in films, etc., as well. So because there's so much shame in a breakup of a, a relationship, You've got to understand when we've been in a toxic relationship and with a narcissist, the main thing they do is they put their shame, they project their own shame onto you. They'll say things like, You're, you don't love me, you don't um, care about me that much, you know, there's so much, you know, you did this, you know, there's so much shame they put on you. They make you out to be a person that you're not. They put so much shame on you. They they might even say that you're having relationships. They might call you all sorts of things. They might accuse you of of, um, of um, cheating on them and all sorts of things like you're going, you know, you, you having affairs at work, you know, and they're putting so much shame on you and it's not who you are. You might be an incredibly loyal person, but they're putting so much shame on you all the time. So for someone that's been in a toxic relationship to come out of that relationship, you've got to understand it's so hard because the amount, regardless of the the, the, um, the trauma bond, there's actually another element that I want to look at, which is the shame, the shame of failure of the relationship anyway, and then the shame that's been put onto you through the toxic relationship itself. You're carrying a lot there. So we have to be really honest about our life and really look at what is normal and what isn't normal when we compare because you might be going to talk to your friends and they're telling you all the things that their their partner is doing, but they're putting up with, you know, uh, the relationship, um, which might not be toxic, but they're putting up with it for the sake of the children, religion, society, cultural. And you're then taking those beliefs and thinking, well, you know, I should really put up with this um, for the sake of the children, for religion, for society, for cultural reasons. But actually, you can't compare the two because it's like comparing apples with pears. You know, they're, they're totally different scenarios. So it's really important that we're honest about what a healthy relationship looks like, what an unhealthy relationship looks like, you know, or a, a toxic relationship looks like, and really then make our decisions from there. Because, you know, we need to be honest. And the truth is that when you've been in a toxic relationship, your partner won't be honest, you know, and you really need to be able to connect with someone to be in a relationship. When there's no connection there, there isn't a relationship there anyway. Yeah. And the worst thing is 
when you're in a toxic relationship, there can be such a huge impact on the psychological system. So, you know, it's, it's really important to look at this because, you know, just because we can't see the psychological part of us doesn't mean it isn't there. And it doesn't mean that it doesn't make us sick. It's just because it's not a physical entity. It's not a physical body. doesn't mean that it can't get sick. Because the truth is, when we get hurt in a toxic relationship, it hurts. It's painful. It really hurts. And when we suppress our feelings, like we are actually getting sick, you know, we're, we're psychologically it's impacting us. And we're telling ourselves not to take care of ourselves and we aren't being taken care of from a psychological perspective. We end up trying to numb the feelings because numbness is, is, isn't not having feelings. It's about that we've got too many feelings and we can't express them. And not only do we feel that, not only do we want to stop feelings, you know, we're trying to numb feelings, but we're actually stopping ourselves from feeling all feelings. So we're not only trying to stop the pain, but we're actually stopping the joy as well. And this is something that a lot of women or a lot of my clients talk about is that actually they don't feel as much joy in their life. They don't feel that same excitement. They don't feel that same sort of curiosity. They don't feel that aliveness anymore. Because when we stop feeling feelings and experiencing feelings, we're dying bit by bit, day by day. We're not really living. And that's why a lot of people start having these thoughts, these fleeting thoughts of, you know, maybe I don't want to live anymore. You know, this is quite common. And obviously, depending on the level that you're feeling, you should try and you should go and seek support on that is really important. The psychological state is so important. And if you're in a relationship which is good, you are excited, you're connected, and you have meaning in your life. But when we're kind of living dead, we're stuck in a relationship for years, and we can feel like, you know, I'm just going to be living, but I'm going to be dead. And we can be depressed for years. You know, and all it is that we're just living on the surface, but actually inside, we're just totally dead. Um, and if you've grown up in chaos or fear or sadness, we've got to understand that it feels comfortable to then be in a relationship where there's chaos, fear or sadness. So it could be that you're just, it's your whatever you've learned from a childhood is what you're taking into your relationship. So if you felt ever when you were younger that you couldn't actually express yourself, you felt that you were trapped or you felt like you weren't able to express who you really were, then it could be that you're then in a relationship where you're unable to express who you really are. You feel like you're trapped. You feel like you can't express. You feel like you can't be you. And you're fearful of being yourself. So look, if you weren't heard, you weren't understood as part of your childhood, there will be a part of you 
within you still to this moment if you weren't heard, seen or felt or understood in your childhood, there still will be a part of you that wants to resolve this, wants to fix this. And that you might not be, you won't be consciously aware of this, by the way. You know, you'll be saying to yourself, I will change. Um, You know, I will create a different life. But there'll be a part of you within yourself that will say, I will change once I have been given what I wasn't given in childhood. And that's where relationships, intimate relationships come in. All of us have a piece of us in this where we didn't, because nobody has a perfect childhood. When we're an adult, you know, we think, oh, we're going to pick a partner who makes us feel really good. We're going to give everything to that relationship. We're going to give our children a totally different experience. But what we don't realize is that we unconsciously, within our subconscious mind, we have a radar for the people that look very different from our parents on the surface. But once we get into that relationship, it's like, yeah, I get it. This is quite familiar. There's basically a subconscious part of us that has picked our partner because they are familiar. And this, you know, we think it's going to work, but it's only there because we haven't finished. We haven't worked out the stuff, our unfinished business. So we pretty much marry our unfinished business or get into a relationship with our unfinished business. And that's why it's so important as an adult to take responsibility to, you know, release and resolve the trauma or the loss of what we didn't get when we were a child so that we can access what's really in our subconscious, not just go by what we think we know in our conscious mind, but actually do the work to um, really release whatever's in our subconscious mind. So you can pick people and surround your people, yourself around people that are healthy for you, that can help you thrive. If you have unfinished business from your childhood, you you will you will carry on, you know, attracting the the people that you know will help you understand your unfinished business, basically. And and that's not what you really want um because life relationships are a bit like a dance right you know we we have to we're doing our dance we're doing what we learn from young and as we start to change who we are um in our subconscious mind we start dancing a different dance we might be a lot more happier and you know we'll allow ourselves a bit more breathing space to actually learn how to react to situations because you know when we get triggered by something that's happened um on a on a day-to-day level now but we get triggered it triggers us to go back into our subconscious and it triggers our subconscious what we're holding in our in our subconscious we actually react we get triggered and we react to that and we might do things that we wouldn't normally do and this happens a lot in toxic relationships where they want you to do something that you wouldn't normally do. They're trying to push you to do that very thing. So they can turn around and say, see, you're unhinged. See, you're not OK. See, you're the weird one. But what we need to do when we when we actually work on our trauma and we release the trauma, 
we actually give ourselves a lot more breathing space, like a gap between what they're doing and the way we can react and respond so that we can then be the person that we really want to be and really react to something in the here and now and not based on our past and the past triggers where we feel like we're becoming someone who we really aren't. And the thing that we really need to work on is shame because there's a lot of people that carry, we carry a lot of shame when we've been in toxic relationships because they have put their shame onto us. This is really key that you get this. Every day, every time they get triggered, they put their shame onto you. They blame you. They twist things. They make you feel bad. They make you feel guilty. They just keep dripping loads of shame onto you. And every day, can you imagine you've just been taking all this? And we already have some of our own things that we might feel ashamed of, you know? And we really need to look at that part. And we really need to do the trauma work in a way that supports us to actually look at that shame in a, in a safe way. And um, I, I love doing this work. And I um, my program at the moment is really helping women look at their shame in a way where they don't have to tell everyone everything that they've done. So they can really release that shame without actually having to express that shame to somebody. It's not going, it's not about, because shame is such a powerful, powerful way that uh, toxic relationships um, are controlled. Because it's about, we, we when we get triggered in shame, we feel like I'm not going to belong, I'm not going to be loved. And it's so scary for all of us to think that, oh my God, I'm not going to be loved, I'm not going to be loved here. And the main thing that hurts in a relationship is when we're not able to share how we feel, um, share our emotions, and we're made to feel wrong or less than, or we're not allowed to be who we are, and we feel shameful for actually even sharing how we feel, we become sick. We actually become sick. So we really do need to look at our childhood dynamics, look at the past, look at our old identity that we created at that time, and release that so that we can then create the power within ourselves to actually live our vision and really become who we want to be and set boundaries and and create the agreements and really grow and thrive. Because the thing is, we're all here to actually grow. We're here to actually evolve. That's the reason why we're here. We want to evolve in our relationships as well. And that's so important so that you can then become the best version of yourself. That's what relationships really are for, for you to evolve, to grow, to become the best version of yourself. And if you're finding they are bringing out the worst version in you, then maybe it's something to really look at and really rethink. I really hope that this has been useful for you. Um, I really thank you for listening and sending you so much love and healing your way. I hope this is giving you something to think about. And if you are looking to heal so that you can thrive, please do get in touch with me. I have a Heal to Thrive program that is in, in you know, creating incredible results with 
um, the, the women that are going through the program right now. It's absolutely incredible to see them thrive already. They're already thriving so much. Sending you so much love and healing. Till next week.